it's okay if i get an appraisal or not i just want the uh, my job to be safe right that's that's the thought process that exists within within their heads that's vibin he's currently working at a startup based in the us but was earlier at one of india's most prolific b2b saas companies freshworks we'll hear more from him later but the sentiment is on point right you will listen to the news cycles with the layoffs and the economy going through a crisis forget appraisals you should be grateful that you have a job which you should be but you'd be wrong to think that things are all that bad because at least for some it's going to be a pretty good appraisal season see your company is trying to tell you something when they're doing appraisals the question is are you listening In this episode of Cost to Company, we'll discuss a few things that makes the 2022-2023 appraisal season particularly unusual. Welcome to Cost to Company, a podcast about careers and workplaces by the Ken. I'm your host, Shrivar. I was at Freshworks for four years, from 2018 uh, to 2020. I just left right after uh, a few months after they went public. Vibin, along with being an engineer turned marketer, is also the co-founder of the All India Startup Community, which has over a hundred thousand members. They started out on Clubhouse, the app that you deleted in 2021, and never thought about until today. So uh, I can talk about one one. Uh, room that i did uh, that that blew up a lot i think uh, that particular room was heard by more than 20000 people um it is that room was named best startups to work for in india and it had like people from imagine like all startups there was gaurav munjil who was part of it um there was the vp of uh, byju's who was part of it we even asked them questions like hey why 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 does byju's have such a toxic culture work culture and uh, she she patiently sort of explained to us like although clubhouse faded away vibin's community still holds strong on twitter and whatsapp and he's always on the lookout for some interesting conversations most people didn't even expect the appraisal to happen but most of them are happy that okay the appraisal is happening um most people are also scared like let's say for example i have a friend who works uh, at google um that person is is afraid that because google said that hey after the appraisal uh, people in the bottom half would be cut they are they are extremely stressed about that right so it's it's a weird time <laughs> vivin's friend was scared and with good reason according to a recent article by cnbc and i quote Under the new system Google estimates 6% of full-time employees will fall into a low-ranking category that puts them at a higher risk for corrective action versus 2% before. End quote. Now, this is quite ingenious, right? The company is being forced to widen the band of low-ranking performers during appraisals so that even when they lay off, they can blame it on your performance 
not the fact that they overhired and gave way too many free lunches. Essentially, you're setting the stage for future layoffs. The appraisal process has been smartly turned into a layoff justification process at Google. But hold on, what are some of the things that HRs have been observing? Let's find out. Sometimes you have to fight for a particular person to give them the right kind of hike. Like, no, this person's done so much. Promotion, hike, ESOPs, everything in your capacity will help you fight. And let me tell you, as an HR, you do keep fighting on both the ends, right? That's Bhavya Arora. She's currently the talent management and culture partner at Outplay, a B2B sales company which works with companies like Plum and Yellow.ai. She regularly speaks about the HR process and not just the HR function to her 13k odd followers on LinkedIn. This time what people have done is, A, of course there's a delay because they might want to save their cash reserves. But I've also seen co-founders commit to these people saying, hey, if you trust in us, if you are loyal enough, if you believe you can stay with our vision, give us some time till things get better. We will make sure that we, you know, whatever gap has been there or whatever uh, arrears are supposed to be paid, we'll pay. Now, this is on an employee if you want to trust your employer enough to like go ahead with that, right? Second thing, a lot of companies have now started giving other things apart from hikes. With your appraisal delayed, there's an option to preserve the cash runway and it also gives employees a chance to hit their metrics. Your company can tell you two things, right? Either we do the appraisal right now and the hikes will kick in later or presumably worse, that the entire process has shifted to a few months from now. Which is definitely not ideal, but that's not it. They're also letting out more ESOPs. ESOPs is another thing. Earlier, people wouldn't understand the concept of ESOPs. So like, if if you if I tell you 10 years before, like a decade before, ESOPs wasn't a very common thing. But now people do realize, okay, this is what, you know, I, I'm holding a particular part of a company, right? Like you do feel pride in that. So a lot of times, instead of giving immediate money that, you know, you might not have, you end up giving them stock options. Now, stock options, A, of course, that is a great thing to hold also, given, of course, you understand the value around it and everything. It might not have correct it might not again now even if you give me you give me the best employer award employee award you give me stock options you give me supposedly one lakh bonus also but you don't give me hike but i am somebody who needs money immediately and earlier we we talked about giving me a 50 percent hike uh but now all i'm getting is stocks and a one lakh bonus i will still leave your company because my requirement i i want immediate money in my hand so it also depends upon the person in picture or under review. ESOPs, interestingly, are a way to tell your employees that, hey, I might not have too much cash right now, but I can offer you some stock options that you can perhaps use in the future. Now, whether they take it or not is a whole different conversation. And my recommendation is always that, hey, if you are one of the core team members or early team members, the first 20, first 50 employees of a company, and you have decided and you've, you are kind of engaged with the core group of the company, the people who started the company, and you are aligned to a level that you can see yourself to be in the company for the next 5, 7, 10 years. And it feels like it's a rocket ship. Take ESOPs. Otherwise, don't. <laughs> That's Kanika Singhal. She's a Yale graduate, has worked at McKinsey for close to 5 years, led global strategy for Levi Strauss in the US, and recently became an investor too. 
She's even written a book called How to Survive the Boss, where she's written a full chapter on the appraisal process. As you can tell, she isn't really a fan of the whole ESOPs as a replacement for pay hikes thing. They're not ideal, but they're happening all the same. But it's important to realize that delayed appraisals and ESOPs are a sign that deferred benefits are being meted out by some companies who obviously don't want to be identified. So let's recap. We have lower ratings and we have deferred benefits. What else is happening? We'll find out after this break. Hi there. I'm Snegdha from the Ken's podcast team. And I'm here to tell you about Daybreak, a brand new podcast from the Ken's newsroom that I host. Every week on Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday, I will tell you a business story that is current, significant and most importantly, interesting. You'll find Daybreak on all podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple. Please do give it a listen and share your feedback with me at daybreak at theken.com. Thank you for hearing me out. And now back to the episode. When you think about appraisals, you think of it as a hike. But it's really a small part of a very large process called performance management. The hike is just one of the outputs. The input is all the hard work and its documentation, hopefully, that you've put throughout the year. So one of the things when we talk about market research is that, uh, you know, there are these reports or studies by by your bigger companies like Aon and all of that, Axel, which will give you these reports of if you are you are holding a position this or similar to this, and this is your level or years of experience, then you should be at a bracket of this. Right. So that is a give you some sense of salary benchmarking. But of course, you also like if I'm an HR, right, given that I am as a part of my network, I'm also connected to HRs from other startups. So my one of my job is also and this is not just for appraisal, but anything that you build tomorrow is to talk to at least 15, 20 HRs out there and understand what is it that they are doing? What is it that they are offering in terms of the budget? So you know that, okay, am I at par when I say that I'm paying you as per the market standard? Am I actually paying you as per the market standard? Because see, end of the day, my competition is these 15, 20 HRs only, right? They are the ones who will take my people or I'll take their people. In the industry that I am, SaaS industry or SaaS sales is a very small industry. It started booming in about like last last decade only for that matter, right? So when you know that, okay, a software engineer with X number of experience is supposed to be paid at least a 15 lakh for the year, uh, if, if they have like three years of experience, right? And I'm, I'm throwing numbers here. I wouldn't want engineers to take this and go to their HRs, <laughs> um, right? And then if it says that if they're five to seven years, then they should be at a 25. So currently someone who's at a 15 would aim at going at a 25 in the next two years, which at least either through salary hikes or a job switch. If I know the person is important for me, I wouldn't shy away from giving that person a 40% hike saying 20% is market correction and 20% is your actual hike. This makes sense. You should get paid according to the market rate and not just your previous CDC. And if the market is doing well, you should get a hike too. But what if the market itself is going through crisis like right now? Do your hikes get cancelled? Definitely. That also happens. But I'll also tell you one thing, right? The the 1% or the top of the funnel who is great at what they're doing, no matter how bad the market is, the market will always be good for them. The best performers are immune from what's happening in the outside. Even if the times outside are 
dark and gloomy for the best performers the appraisal season is mostly nice and dainty they will only stay if you give them what they want also end of the day right they are also the ones who would ask for a lot of things because they know they are good at what they are doing so just to put it in an example that everybody can relate can relate to is sharukh khan of the world will always get what he wants because he's sharukh khan for a reason right any director would love to if he fits the role would love to have him and pay him whatever he wants because he knows the kind of trp that comes with that person right investing in the return on investment is higher so if you are a sales person if i invest in you today i know the return on investment on me paying your salary is a lot more than me going out hiring another resource training that resource and making sure that person is also committed and is aligned with the vision of my company pathan aside the sharukh khans of the organization can always ask for whatever they want you ask for it you'll probably get it and then there's this really colorful method with which some hrs devise your stardom in the organization i was talking to one of uh, the person in the community lionel right and we were discussing on the similar lines and he mentioned about how there's a concept even under performance management or appraisals uh, wherein you rate people as uh, you know as per colors it is green amber and red right your green are the top funnel your reds are the one who know that as you said right the time is here they are just surviving either they will leave the company or the company will eventually say that you are a non performer and we might have to let go of you the ambers are the one i you have to kind of reduce right either you push them or try to train them enough or motivate them to push them into the green category or they are you know they see oh my god he's getting so much high i'm not and they have this feeling of spite and they would stop working and they by default go to the red, red. category uh. right so having said that people are now becoming very mindful right they they know that okay doing just what is written as a part of my okrs or kpi is not enough mm. i have to do things beyond that right i have to upskill myself i have to take up courses or i have to be engaged in the company in other aspects like even if i'm an hr right uh i make sure that if supposedly i'm talking like i talk to a lot of vendors or i talk to a lot of people in the community if anybody needs a tool like outplay i will slyly or subtly try to sell it which yeah. i'll do after this call to you also do you have a sales team do you think this could help you right you know um now what happens i am here just i'm idly not really going out of my way and selling but it's just a line that i'm using as a part of my conversation which sure. if talking to 10 people it does end me up in one being interested and getting a conversion mm-hmm. i'm doing something which is not a part of my job but because i want to do because i want to show the company listen i can do things out of the box also mm-hmm. or if tomorrow you come back and tell me we don't have enough work in hr you can probably push me to sales for all you know or marketing right we spoken about internal mobility and this really enforces that pulling somebody up from a amber to a green or letting them slip from amber to red here's webin again talking about the startup that he's currently working for we are definitely at that hyper growth mode but uh, what is also happening is the market is is so tight right so there are there are all of these different austerity measures and uh, uh, being very strict in terms of cost controls being coming in but that said i think you you have to give it to them because the appraisal did happen and what were these austerity measures that he was referring to when i say austerity me- measures right what what happens is it becomes 
a culture of excellence right people who are extremely excellent get rewarded accordingly people who are less excellent uh, again there'll be like a like a sort of a uh, a difference but the difference between excellent people and people who are just doing the bare minimum that has increased think about this performance inequality the gap is getting wider between the amazing folks the people at the top and the people in the middle and the below average performers people know that it's it's an employers market but it it still has not become like easier to hire the the a1 performers right the a the a1 performers are like they probably don't want to move because they are already being recognized well within the company so if you're if you're high performer your company would treat you like that right it's true hiring hasn't become easier because people aren't even applying for jobs like they used to they're sticking to their guns it's like this dense pool of talent that's sticking very close to each other when times are tough i mean think of your organization as a drink the top talent the cream of the top is just sticking around there not budging an inch because they know that it's better to wait for a sprinkle of appraisal in the current organization than look for a job and change organizations okay so that's another interesting trend that we've been seeing high performers are getting rewarded nonetheless they don't really have to worry too much about the economic conditions during the appraisal cycle but that's not all there is something called as the gentleman's layoff or or gentleman's rift right and what does this oddly gendered term mean the case of just giving people appraisals but keeping it so low that they they don't have that motivation right they are they're probably asking themselves that hey i've gotten such a bad appraisal uh maybe it's a signal that they don't want me in the team right or uh, or uh, i'm not performing at the high performing at the highest level if you're getting a 1% or 2% hike which is obviously downright insulting your company probably doesn't like you very much you're perhaps in the red zone for them they don't want to lay you off but they think that you will probably go on your own it was like the quiet firing codec was updated with the appraisals version the gentleman's layoff from a management perspective it's appraisal cycle it feels like an assessment for a lot of managers themselves okay because delivering those appraisals you already know who's the difficult employee in your organization and who's a difficult person in the, in your team and you're like before delivering that appraisal you think about like oh how am i going to deliver this and if i'm going to deliver then for two days this employee is going to do xyz different things see but let's just understand that appraisals especially in a year like 2023 where there's so much deviance from the mean is particularly difficult for managers too how does one appraise their employees when the baseline is all over the place sure you know the budget that you have but because the distribution is so unequal bhavya the hr person you heard about strictly advises against making it public something that employees probably advocate for because it can lead to some chaos i think it is a very difficult topic to talk about because if i tell them as a budget i have 50% to give in to the tech team now everybody would fight to achieve the highest number and then it creates a chaos right when you it's good 
to give some level of freedom autonomy to your uh, people out there but when you start taking top to bottom approach there's a lot of chaos it's time consuming it is difficult to make everybody happy it is difficult to take decisions when you start to consult everybody it is as similar as if you go out to shop something you like two jackets and you want to take a pick and then you send to your 10 friends now it's just a confusing state so i'm like oh i love this i'm like oh my god this is so tacky now you're so confused because earlier it was just in your head oh i'd look good in both now you have 10 other people's views and that's why in decisions like this you ideally don't like whenever numbers are involved you ideally don't take top to bottom approach and that's why a you cannot have the budget transparency which is my opinion i'm sure there are other people who might uh might be in favor of making it transparent out there right your peers can be raking in a sweet 30% raise while you might be stuck with a lowly 7 or 8% because of your below average performance or even a gentleman's hike in some cases nobody is a villain in this story there is there is uh, everybody is trying to do whatever best they think but if you are too bad then you will get out of the system and if you are exceptionally good you will shine irrespective so through our narrative we understood some interesting things that companies are trying to do with appraisals this time around first one was lowering the ratings of employees to lay them off in the future like google second one was deferring benefits with esops and delayed appraisals then we understood how some are getting reasonably good hikes because they're high performers in the green zone the shahrukh khans and lastly we learned about gentlemen's hikes i hope nobody goes through that but have you seen these things happening at your workplace is there something else that we probably missed or you have observed write to us at podcast@theken.com or you can also share your thoughts on twitter or linkedin i'm there and so is the ken share this episode and don't forget to rate the show i'll speak to you soon for the next episode This was a podcast from the Ken. This episode of Cost to Company was written, hosted and produced by Shrivar Chotaria with audio engineering by Rajiv CN. If you have thoughts, feelings or episode ideas, write to us at podcasts at the rate of the-ken.com. If you like the podcast and want to know more, follow the Ken web on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. The higher you go, the lonelier it gets. the fewer people understand what your work looks like what you're up against the trade-offs you have to make the risks you need to take which is why some members of the uppermost echelons of professional excellence have found themselves turning to executive coaches to help them in their decision making in private spaces of affluence and excellence ceos cxos business leaders founders have been turning to executive coaches for a few decades now but now the practice is exploding founders who are benefiting from coaching are then extending this service to employees consultancies are providing coaches to employees with only a few years of experience and all of this even though it comes with a very steep price tag why are they doing this and what really is executive coaching how is it different from therapy and what goes on in these private spaces of excellence and affluence that the rest of us don't yet know. I'm your host Neha and all this and more on next week's cost to company.